Hello, this is Blair Stanislao with the Happy Lion Center. Welcome to our podcast, Mystical and Infamous, where we have playful and easy conversations about anything mystical, getting to the heart of all things strange and weird. Join us in a bit of magical tomfoolery, spreading the alchemy of love and light. And now, we invite you to enjoy the show. The last three nights, I've had nightmares about, um, believe it or not, suppression uh, towards me and trying to be controlled. Um, Two nights were about my former husband. And then last night, it was about me always wanting to do something and trying and being controlled by the other. And holy cow, you wake up so frustrated and angry and you're trying to figure out what is this trying to tell me? So of course I look to the stars, right? Mm -hmm. Where where is my Pluto? Where is Mars? (laughs) Why am I trying to fight in my sleep? What is this trying to tell me? And it's, it's always interesting to see, you know, what you uncover. So I'm looking at every day. I'm trying to say, what is this really about? So of course, um, for me, um, Pluto and the sun is in my first house. Okay. Like so, that's in your birth chart. Yeah. Well, in the transit, um, not in my birth chart. In oh, the okay. Transit, okay. In the sky today, the sun and Pluto are both in the first house. And of course they're triggering. Well, it's so funny. They're triggering. Um, looks like Mars in one-on-one relationships. So that kind of makes sense, obviously. Um, My former husband and I had to work through a lot of things to get through the divorce, right? And there was a lot of me just not knowing who I was and not being able to stand in my own power. And that's kind of a theme in my life with... um, my sexual partners, because I have a lot of eighth house stuff in there and it plays out with control. They're, they're always telling me how to think, how to act, Mm. how I should be. And what my lesson is, is me standing in my own power and knowing how I think not dependent on what my sexual partner says I should think, say, or do. So I just find it interesting every single time I have a dream. I'm like, oh, I got to look and see what's going on in the sky. <laughs> what is this really about? Well, also you should uh, consider, I mean, I'd, I'd be happy to help you with that. But like I'm learning dream interpretation. And I have to tell you, this is it's definitely on the level with hypnosis for me. I mean, the first time I did hypnosis, I was like, oh, this is the coolest stuff in the world. I want to do this forever, right? Like immediately before the first session was even over. And the dream interpretation, I didn't, I wouldn't say I initially felt like that. I knew I wanted to do it, but not until I had uh, some, a couple of dreams interpreted. Um, And I, I wouldn't say that was like an immediate response. It was like, to me, it was even more profound than the hypnosis because you have the dream, you write down what it's about, you come up with your own words. And what happens is as you write it down, the imagery becomes stronger. You remember it more. Okay. You had absolutely no influence with this person in, in interpreting your dream. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. So then you go in, you get this dream interpretation and then 
as much as we want to deny, because with the work that we do, for the most part, people want to deny, like even I want to deny, like, yeah, no, that's not right. That can't be right. Because we're diving into that subconscious, right? Exactly. And the thing is, when it's a dream, it's not like you've been put under under hypnosis. It's not like you had a conversation before. No, you just went to sleep. You just went to sleep. Nothing nothing has changed except you're asleep and awakened state. Yeah. And and so the, and the the stuff that comes out, like he said stuff to me and I was like, what? I don't really understand that. But then there were a few things that I was like, oh yeah, that's because of, you know, this is what happened, you know, when I was younger or whatever. And, uh, but it was really, it was really hard for me to kind of adjust to that. But in that same vein, it is, it's really profound. So, I mean, I think you'll find it in this, in the astrology anyways, right? It's going to be there. Of course. And I think very personal. Yeah. On a more personal level, I think, you know, if you look at dreams, you actually, if you're looking at the symbolism, you'll actually start to recognize, oh, well, this is, you know, if you kind of learn, this is what these kinds of things mean, that kind of thing. Like last night with my dream, like, I don't, I don't really know exactly. I haven't finished interpreting it. As a matter of fact, I didn't even write it down. I woke up and started trying to find supplements that would help, but, uh, you know, something about iron. (laughs) I know that has something to do with it. Yeah. No, I always write my dreams down and I did take a dream interpretation course and I know all of the people or animals or whatever is coming out in your dream are extensions of ourselves. Yes. And they, they can't say, well, Annalisa's married to Annalisa. So they put the ex-husband in there, right? right. So right. they can help you. It's always about trying to resolve something. Mm-hmm. And um, professionally, I'm working on a lot of things right now and I know I'm pretty sure that's what it's about because sometimes if a person dreams, there will be a, an event that happened that day. This is what happens to me anyway. And I'll actually have a dream kind of about that, but there was no association with my uh, former husband throughout the week or throughout the day that triggered it. So I know it has to be um, me working on um, a project for, for, my career, you know, that I've been working on for a long time. And you know how you come up with obstacles and then you have to troubleshoot and you have to do that. So that, I really think that's the connection and kind of the guidance on how to problem solve. What are you trying to fix? What are you trying to work out? What are you, how are you feeling controlled? Well, when you're working with technological situations in work where that's not my forte and you have to reach out for help. I feel controlled. Ah. That's where I'm just like, ah, well, you know, uh, we did, I know we did recorded this. I'm not sure. I'm not sure it might be actually going live today, but um, you know, we had a conversation where I was irritated at my husband for, we were having an argument about dishes, right? Yeah. That was like a snowball of a whole bunch of things. And eventually I did some work where for me, writing is a way to get it out. And so I realized I was, I was really angry and I just essentially wrote it all out. And then I came to the realization through that, that, um, it was the same issue. It's like about being controlled. Of course, it's not about the dishes, right? It's about how you feel when somebody says or does something to you. Absolutely. But then the question is, why do you, why does it bother you? Why does it, why do you even feel that way? Right. But I didn't even recognize that those. And actually the, the irritation two nights ago it was something similar. And I was asking myself, well, so 
why does this behavior from this person bother me? Because it it does it wouldn't normally bother me, right? But it, it's bothering me right. right now. And so it it's but it does it goes back to those those core issues of why do you feel like you're controlled? So in astrology, what do you, so for people who don't know astrology, Pluto is deep transformation. You add in whatever you want, but it's deep, deep transformation. It's the kind of stuff that we talk about on this podcast all the time. It's the stuff that's difficult. Um, it's never a pleasurable experience to go through, but it always does result in transformation. And Mars is an action energy. So it's like, go, how do you take action wherever your Mars is? Right. So, um, if you've got, basically we all have resistance to transformation because that's the (laughs) thing we need to work on, right? (laughs) Yes. So if you're, if you're taking action, most of the time, especially if in your, if you're kind of in your, um, programmed behavior or programmed way, you're not going to be taking action in a way that helps you transform because that's not what's comfortable, right? So those two energies, deep transformation and action are oftentimes not seen harmoniously, Um, right? which is kind of interesting because like in my birth chart, I have Pluto in the first house. So that's like, I'm kind of comfortable with that, right? Like I've been that way my whole life. I will always be that way. Um, but when you see it through transit, it's a very distinct change from maybe the way that you normally operate. And then you've got this transformation in this area of your life. Yes. Uh, yeah. And then it flavors, it's flavored by the, um, you know, it's with Capricorn energy. So it's, it's very, um, career in my mind, career oriented because Saturn rules, rules Capricorn. And so, um, so I didn't, I didn't look, is it in Capricorn now? Yeah, it's in Capricorn right. right now. And so it's because it's in the first house, which is the house of, I am, who am I, you know, who am I according to me, not what society says I'm supposed to be. Um, so I think when you can, look at the bigger picture of like the dream, for instance, where you're feeling suppressed. I mean, that's what Saturn does. That's Capricorn energy too. And then you put it with Pluto. (laughs) You you really (laughs) got some stuff to work through. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, it's interesting. I kind of want to pull this in because I, obviously it's something that I kind of, I'm not going to say I struggle with anymore, but I definitely struggled with it at the beginning of studying astrology, but um, it was the first big halt for me studying astrology, it was like, how do you pick, do you use tropical, do you use side real, you know, yeah. all the settings. Right. And so for me at that point, I was like, okay, astrology is math. You know, one plus one is always two. It doesn't equal 2.2 sometimes. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the ironic thing about this occult stuff is that in fact, it really does work. It doesn't matter if it's in your calculations or my calculations, it does work. And so I just want to, want to say, so I use side real and whole sign and I pulled up your chart and I've got the uh, transits on there and Pluto is in Capricorn. So like side real versus tropical, sometimes it'll, it's usually about 23, 24 degrees off at this point in history. And so it's not always in the same one. So I don't really usually get into a conversation about it being in a particular sign because I'm always like, yeah, well, is it inside real or tropical? Because eh, maybe it's not that. Uh, no, you're exactly right. I mean, 
but it but the the energy and the feeling is all the same no matter which it is, uh, it is. platform you use because I I'm looking mine is in Placidus that's what I'm using oh yeah but, wow I well, mean I, I just wanted to say that you're in in my calculation on my my computer system it has Pluto in the second house which actually is all about earned income right so yeah that's and resources more <laughs> yeah so it's the same thing right that's so funny. That is so funny. Yeah. Career. Exactly. Yeah. You're in, in Mars is opposing it. So yeah. Yeah. I yeah. And, and I have looked at it in whole house. I've looked at it in different ways and it, it all says the same thing. It just says it different ways. So yeah. however you want to look at it, you still come to the same conclusion. Um, that's why astrology is so cool because I personally don't think Oh, one one platform is better than the other. I think they're all different and they all serve different purposes, but basically they're going to say the same thing no matter yeah. how you bring them down. No, I totally agree. And even I think that's how you figure out if something is really true because if it's 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 almost like just me, to me it's like just meeting different people. People say different things in different ways or they even say the same thing but they say it in a different way. Yeah. And it doesn't really matter, you know, if you've got somebody who's super emotional right? And they say it in an emotional way. And then you've got somebody who's very factual. If you're looking at the content of what it really means, it can mean exactly the same thing. It just comes across in a different way. <laughs> yeah. So. Yep. That's, and then you say, well, that's, I just got triggered. Well, if you can hold space and just look at it that way, you'd never be triggered ever. Yeah. With anything. And no kidding. <laughs> That's the goal, right? <laughs> that's the ultimate goal. But that's Little not even human. Different. We were just talking about that. So uh, I was just having, we had our little group meeting and we we were talking about somebody doing some energy work. She was doing emotion code and she was a little frustrated because it's like, you know, it's kind of like a never ending story. Like here's another emotion and another emotion and we got to clear all this. And like, where's the end of the story? And I said to her, well, you know, there's, there's a point at which you get to where you say, how much of the story around the energy do I need to know? Like, because people like stories, right? It's True. just a matter of how much of the story you need or want. And I, I just had said, you know, like, it kind of depends on where you are in your healing journey. Are you wanting to know the story in the background? Do you want to know about your past lives? Do you want to know about what, whatever else, the name of an energy or something like that? Or do you just want to heal it? Because if you just right. want to heal it, it doesn't have to have a name. It doesn't have to have a shape. It doesn't have to have anything, right? You can mm -hmm. just work on healing that. You're exactly right. And sometimes you don't need to know the story to heal it. And sometimes you do though. Yes. Because there's always the you know rabbit hole of how deep does this go? But you can also say, um, you can ask your body, are, are there any more trapped emotions we need to release today? And when your body's done, it'll say, no, yeah. we're done. We're good to go. So you can, you can do emotion code to the cows come home. And I love that uh, modality. I really do. I think it's helpful, but I always ask, is there any more um, trapped emotions we can release today? And I think that's tests? part of the system. I haven't been trained in it. So I think that's part of the system, isn't it? You have mm -hmm. to ask that. You have to ask that. Yeah. And uh, the body never lies. It'll, it'll say yes or no. The brain will go, no, keep going. And the body's mm -hmm. like, no, you're done. We did so much work. And then you can say, how are you feeling? And the person can say, actually, I feel a little tired. That's the indicator that your body's done enough work for the day. 
you need to adjust, like shift to that new frequency yeah. that you've got. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pull in here. We're kind of all over the chart today. I had somebody kind of like asked, it. I asked somebody ask something. Um, I think it was on Facebook somewhere. They were asking about like, you know, essentially she's doing energy work. And has anybody ever noticed? I don't try to remember what it was. Some kind of like physical symptom. That's what I read. I don't remember what it was. I didn't get that. I don't normally get that particular physical symptom, but. I get other physical symptoms. And what I find is what you were just describing with, if you ask the body and the body says, no, I'm done. Um, that when I'm making these shifts, so like, let's say I'm working on the triggers and I'm releasing and whatever I, you know, after the summit that I did, this is the first summit, the online summit I did. And I did stuff all through the summit and after the summit and then the holidays come and, so everything was finally done and I had a physical reaction. Like it yeah, wasn't, I, I mean, I did wind up getting sick, but that wasn't really the only one. I had some other physical reactions. So what has been your experience with energy shifting and how, how it comes out in the physical, the, I'm going to say the physical body, because that's what we, we oftentimes use as a gauge. Uh, that's a great question, Blair. One of the things that happens with me is I will feel exhausted. And um, because I work with people all day, either in person or, you know, online or just in general, one of the, one of my lessons is I have to guard my energy. Uh It's in the house of resources. Right. Uh And so when I do a lot of energy work, I will feel depleted and I can tell, I'll, I'll just be like, Hmm. I need to um, go kick my feet up, you know, put my feet up at the wall, or I need to just sit for a minute. And and I, it will show me in my feet. I know that sounds crazy, but my feet will be exhausted and it affects my whole body. Well, what are your feet? Your feet are your foundation. Everything is built on your foundation. So part of corrective exercise. That's the first thing I look at. And so for me, my feet get really tired and it affects my whole body, my whole demeanor. And so I do legs up the wall a lot just to recirculate the blood and get it back to my head. It just seems like it just goes right to my feet and I got nothing up top. So that's how it affects me. Yeah. It's really interesting. And I'd like to hear that from anybody who's willing to share, because once you've done it enough, you start to recognize, and it's kind of funny. So you've got uh, Pisces in the fourth house. That's the feet, right? Um, and I'm, I'm just pulling that to your attention. I don't, I don't know what exactly that to pull from that yet, but mine, I'm a Virgo rising. Okay. So everything I heard somebody describe this one time and I thought, oh man, that's so dead on. I have a lot of karma with my body. And the Virgo area is the digestion, right? So yeah, it the, is. Okay. So that's the plague of my whole life that right. I don't want to tell anybody, but that's where it comes out for me. Um, the last couple of times I've had digestive, like massive shifts. Honestly, a couple of times I'm like, I don't know what it is. Only thing I think of the two times ago, it was like, this has to be the energy work because it wasn't anything I ate. That's how you know. It, yeah. It, that's literally how you know the energy is affecting you. And this is like if I can tell your listeners anything is 
your mind might think it's this or that, but your body is the true indicator of what it is. And I love that you're connected enough to the fact that you realize, wow, my digestion's kind of off. Well, if that's, you know, what you're trying to heal in this lifetime, you're always going to feel it there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny. My, my digestion has been so off my entire life that it's like, it's, I mean, it's beyond comical. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I do weird things. Like I smell food. I like, and people think it's weird. I don't care anymore. I'm just like, I think I can smell it if it's going to make me sick. Well, I've gotten to the point where I really have kind of honed into, I kind of know what's going to make me sick. And I kind of, kind of recognize what are the things I can or can't eat. Um, but I don't always know, but it's like, you're right. It's when, you know, you've been doing well in this area that you're kind of managing in your life. And then all of a sudden something goes off and you didn't do anything that would specifically cause that to happen. That's when I really know, yeah, okay, this is obviously energy that's shifting. Right. Um, right. Oh, and I just, I love that you have that awareness. And if, if anyone listening out there can just get out of their head for a second and into the body and just say, ah, Hey, you know what? I am feeling ABC. Some people feel a huge heartache, you know, some people feel a gut punch. Some people feel, everyone feels it differently. And if you can just tap into what would I describe this feeling? I mean, for me, it's like my feet are tired. I know that sounds (laughs) um, crazy, but once you tap into that and understand, oh, this is energy at work. This is energy in motion. It's moving. So whether you want to think of it as moving out of the body and, you know, what, just recognizing that also shifts it. You know what I mean? It does. And actually, I was kind of thinking of, I don't know why, imagining somebody asking the same question about, like, when is the end of the, I'm tired of doing all this work, you know, like, am I ever going to get to the end of it and I'm going to be healed? Well, the thing is that energy is always in motion. It's always, always. changing. So you're going to yeah. constantly have a change of emotion. That means there's going to be new energy. So the idea is to get it flowing and then pay attention to those nuances as you go through there. It's not like you're going to have check, check, check. I've all done all 455 of these emotions. No, the emotions are going to continue to come. The energy is going to continue to flow. And it's more like a resetting. It's very much like the, the physical like you, you're doing your physical fitness stuff. Like you gotta, you want to use your body so you can allow that energy to flow through where it should. Yep, yep. That's why they say motion changes emotion. It does because it does. That's why exercise is so important, especially for people who are well, let's just say trying to lose weight, or just trying to get healthier, or trying to get stronger, or trying to. Um, it's a form of meditation if you think of it 100 in, in that way it changes your emotional state just because you moved your body vigorously yeah no 100 i mean like when i first got into this stuff and i was listening it was after my husband died right listening to all kinds of things deepak chopra is the one who finally like he said it in a way that it was finally like oh that's that's what meditation is and when he, the way he, I don't remember which one of the million things I was listening to, he was describing it as, but it was like, he was describing what the essence of meditation was. And it didn't have to do with sitting in a particular position or being still or 
you know, right. it was, it was like, oh, you've got to occupy for me. It clicked. It said, you've got to occupy the body in a way that doesn't call all of your attention, but it requires enough of your attention so that essentially you get into this hypnotic state. Right. And I can use that word now. Cause I know. So that's why like repetitive motion for me was 100%. So when I used to ride my bike in high school, I'd ride 10 to 12 miles most days. I used to call it absorbing because I'd be outside, right? Riding my bike. Well, that was meditation, right? Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and when I'm working with my clients and they're like, I don't have time to meditate. (laughs) When, when you just shift your mindset to, wow, you can get into a form of meditation just by going to on a walk. You can, the way you think about meditation isn't like you just said, sitting still going, um, it is not that it is literally getting out of your head and into your body, moving your body. Dance can be a form of meditation, yoga, all of that. We put meditation in a box thinking that we have to do A, B, C, or D to say that we've meditated. The biggest thing is to quit thinking. Yeah. Right. Actually, I'll share with you a funny thing. Okay. This happened within the last two years. I know. I don't remember exactly when, but something happened and I got really mad and I was so mad. I was like, I'm going to the gym. I'm just, cause I couldn't sit still. That's what it was. I just like, there's no way I it was so angry. I had to get, get going. And I thought, okay. So I, I was in tune with all this stuff. I knew that I was mad. I knew we needed to work on whatever it was that was causing me to be mad. Right. And so right. when I go to the gym, I've got the headphones in and I'm totally listening to some sort of meditation, something or other. So here I am like, you know, doing something fairly vigorous, you know, but I'm listening to this nice, calm music and, and trying to get in the zone. And you know what? It worked. It absolutely <laughs> worked. It does. You know, as contradictory as that seems, it actually worked. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode of Mystical and Infamous Podcast with the Happy Lion Center. Send requests for topic discussions, questions, and comments to podcast at happylioncenter.com. That's podcast at happylioncenter.com.